Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. Do you wake up feeling like your best days have passed you by? Omega-3s are essential to the health of your body and cells. Scientists say an imbalance in the omega-3-6 ratio is a major cause of many illnesses. You need testing to know how healthy your cells are. Without testing, you're only guessing. Test yourself at home and start feeling better today. Find out how by calling Rick Kroll at 305-933-4219. Welcome to the Home Business Success Show. Join us as we speak to home business entrepreneurs for tips, tricks, do's, and even don'ts for running a successful home business. Welcome everyone. I'm Hank Eater, also known as Hank the PR Guy, host of the Home Business Success Show. And you're listening to bizradio.us. All entrepreneurs, all the time. I'll introduce my guest right after my two cents marketing minute. Whether you're a corporate leader or a small business owner with a team of outsourcing partners, you need to develop leadership skills. Leaders lead by example. They don't try to micromanage their teams. The most effective leaders build a strong bond with their teams, and everyone has each other's backs. The skills, these skills don't always come easily but they can be learned through teaching and through experience. Today's guest, Cara Jean Wilson, is a seasoned coach with 25 years of leadership experience. She specializes in executive coaching and leadership development. Taking Cara business takes a neuro-spicy approach to leadership development. Using the Cara method, she helps leaders overcome challenges like imposter syndrome, and optionitis. Her 15-minute clarity coaching sessions build accountability, trust, and emotional intelligence. Kara says, we're here to help build leaders get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Change is inevitable. Development is an option. Are you ready to develop? Welcome to the show, Kara. Hi, Hank. Hello, everyone. What a joy to be here. It's a joy to have you here. If you would, let's get started by telling us about what you do in your business. Absolutely. Uh, I like to describe my work in two parts. So there's the job. There's like the joining of operations and behavior, the nuts and bolts of it. As an executive coach, uh, that means my nuts and bolts are I do one-on-one coaching, I do group coaching, I do trainings, and I do speakings sort of the space there. My work, though, the weekly overload of responsibility and knowledge where the mess lives is around people. I help people people easier. It's as simple as that. And not that simple is easy, (laughs) but (laughs) but it's as simple as it gets. (laughs) Right, right. So you help people people easier? Yeah. When when we're peopling, I guess that has to do with how we relate to, and in the case of people, if we're leaders, how we how we lead people. Yes. As far as I have discovered in my time doing this, all of humanity is made up of people. All of businesses are made up of people. Uh, even the business that has a solopreneur working alone is working to sell things to other people people so if you want to be really good at business you probably want to be pretty good at people 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a weakness that a lot of people have. They're just not good at people. And uh, that, that's why a lot of people who are in sales, you know, or try to be in sales, have issues because, you know, they feel they don't relate well to people. But even that kind of those kind of self-imposed limitations can really be overcome. Mm. Um, what do you mean when you refer to a neurospicy approach to leadership development? Uh, this is my take on neurodivergence. So I am neurodivergent. I have never been diagnosed with anything, but I don't think anybody can spend more than a few minutes with me and be like, oh yeah, she's a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's factual. And I have struggled all of my life around the peopling. I took uh, I took drama in grade school just so I could learn like how to present as human. <laughs> because other people's brains worked differently than mine. They perceived the world differently than I did. Their experiences impact how they saw things and how that presented in the world. And at a very young age, I just it was hard for me to grasp. And so I've spent years diving into that space. And the more I work into that space, the more I get to experience, a lot of my clients fall into a neuro spicy category from autism to ADD and beyond. And the more I lean into that space where it's where the brains literally are designed to think and perceive differently, shockingly, the easier it is to understand people as a whole. Do you think there's a possibility, though, that basically we're all neurospicy or we're all neurodivergent? And, <laughs> and basically what I think happened is that we're all in school, you know, they fit us into these little boxes and they tell us how to act. And, you know, I was the kid who was always looking out the window. And when I got bored, I was the class clown. And also, like you mentioned, taking drama, I did the same thing. And even in drama, I had issues because the emotions that I was supposed to portray weren't necessarily coming through the way other people might perceive them as coming through. So maybe we're all a little bit on the spectrum somewhere and yeah. we're all a little bit ADHD somewhere. Back in my day, if you were, nobody said you were ADHD. They said, you know, this is it. This kid doesn't know how to behave in class. And they sent, they sent you home for some wall-to-wall -wall counseling from your dad. And uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how my generation dealt with it. Yeah. But I think we're all, we're all there. We're all on the spectrum. We're all neurospicy. I, I so firmly believe that I actually went and pulled 26 psychotherapists because I didn't believe that neuro, neurotypical existed. I was like, I don't, I don't think I know anybody who is neuro. Who are these people? Why, why do we keep talking about this? Who are they? And the mass majority said, no, pretty much there's maybe three on the planet. If you think of humanity as a big rainbow arc, right? Um, the neurotypicals are the three people that make the very center peak at the top and the rest of us fall somewhere in the rainbow. Yep. Right. Yeah. We all fall somewhere on some spectrum of something. And that goes with, and, and I wax a little bit of a controversy here that goes from being neurodivergent to being ADHD to even being on a spectrum between gay and straight, because, Absolutely. you know, nobody, is 100% in one direction, even though some people jealously guard the fact that they want everybody to believe they are. But let's, let's not go there. <laughs> right, right. But I agree. <laughs> I love your phrase, taking care of business. 
Please tell us about the CARA method. So the phrase actually came from many years in service, and, and I would tell people, I'm here to take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the, it also became my framework. So we clarify, we assess, we realign so we can achieve. And it came about because, again, I, I'm, because I'm so spicy, I just had a hard time falling into the frameworks that were created for a more neurotypical space. I just didn't, I needed something that was more dynamic, something that I could apply to any situation, whether it was at my house or whether it was at work, because I, you know, that they say things like the way you do one thing is how you do everything. And I sort of, like, I kind of agree with that, but we do it at different levels and that makes it look a lot different, but a hundred percent, if you're not doing it at work, you're not really doing it at home. And if you're not doing it at home, you're not doing it at work. And I needed something that would bridge that gap for me. So I created this method and it, it it's based on every other method that's out there. None of it will ever be like, wow, Kara, you're so innovative. I can't believe I've never heard this. No, it's all stuff you absolutely know. The goal is to have more oh, duh moments than oh my gosh moments, right? So we clarify what's going on. If you, the Cheshire cat said it the best, if you don't know where you're going, then it doesn't matter what road you take to get there, right? So we got to clarify first, but then you have to assess. There are, there are all the things other people will tell you have to do. This is how it has to be. This is how it's always been. This is what people do. This is the way for, this is the way for success. And then there's the way you want to do it, which may or may not align with what everybody just told you was the thing. So you have to assess what options are out there and you realign around what makes sense for you because everybody can tell you what's good for you. But if you really want genuine expert advice. You have to talk to the person who has been doing your work as long as you have, which is you. So yeah, then you're your own best coach. But I, but, I, but I would think part of that has to be getting certain things out of the way, getting, you know, uh, we, we'll get more into this in a few minutes. Uh, one of the things you know, you mentioned imposter syndrome before. Well, we get into that one right now, you know, getting certain things out of the way. People who were perfectly capable and probably even more capable than people who are out there doing what they're doing deal with imposter syndrome. And sometimes it ties them up to the point that it's almost like paralysis. Yeah. Why do you think people get imposter syndrome? How do you define it? And how do you help people who are struggling with it? I love when people tell me they have imposter syndrome. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds not so nice, but I really, that, here's what I know about imposter syndrome. Imposters don't ask if they're an imposter. So if you self-diagnose that you have imposter syndrome, you're already amazing. That means you just recognized that you have lots of skill, but so do other people. And where I think the problem comes in is that you know, that neurotypical space that this is how things are done, air quote. This is the way, not a way, but the way. And so we think if I'm not doing it their way, maybe my way is wrong. Does that make me an imposter? Does that make me false and fake because I can't do the thing that they tell me I need to do? What I have discovered is imposter syndrome is really a backpack full of other people's expectations. You're carrying around a backpack full of stones. 
And when we start to unpack, okay, well, why do you think that? Oh, because someone told you that, yeah? Oh, your mom, that is a fantastic thing that you should go talk to your therapist about. Mm -hmm. That's why therapy is important. Yes, I'm not a therapist. You, you don't want me to touch that with a 10-foot pole. You're welcome. I will help you find someone else. But when you're ready, after you've unpacked why those things are there and what lies are living in your head, well, then we can decide what you want to do about it. Because really, if you've already decided you're an imposter, you care enough to do the right thing. And we can realign that to doing the right thing for you so fast. Yeah, the expectations that are placed on us are often, I think, what would lead to something like imposter syndrome. Uh, two things come to mind, and let's see if in a minute I'm even going to remember what the second one is. But the first one is, did you ever see Despicable Me? Yes. Did you ever see that? So when when the little, I, I remember the second one too, when when little grew, when, when childhood grew, is trying to impress his mother, it doesn't matter what he does. He shows her the plans to a, a spaceship that would that would actually break out of orbit. And he's maybe eight, nine years old. And she's like, eh, yeah, what are you going to do for me? You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, he grows up with that syndrome of never having been able to please the person who who cared for him the most. And the other part of that is I heard on a ra on the radio, on National Public Radio, which I listened to in my car, was Barbara Streisand talking about her upbringing. And it was the same kind of thing. You know, her mother wanted her to be a stenographer or something that she considered practical. You know, you're going to be a singer? Yeah, right. And nothing she was able to do was pleasing her mother. So, you know, even after attaining a level of superstardom that people really don't don't ever even get a taste of, she still suffered with paralyzing stage fright and things that she had to get over. Yeah. But you know what? She pushed through them and got out there and she was herself no matter what. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think imposter syndrome comes from having had this stuff, you know, stuffed into us by others and accepting that. Yep. What is optionitis? Is that like the paralysis of analysis? Yes. Uh, I, I reference it. So I'm terrible at self-care as far as like my face and washing because I walk into whatever store and it's not one section of face washes. It's a floor to ceiling display that is 10 feet wide with everything that could, and each one is like, I'm the best. This is the one you need. I'm the one, I'm, this is exactly, and I'll, I'll walk in, I'll take one look at that wall and I'll turn right back around and go wash with water again. Cause no, mm -mm, no. And that, yes. So that is when optionitis happens, there are Here's one of the craziest statistics that I learned in a marketing class. Did you know that on average, a person receives 3,000 to 30,000 offers a day? Yeah. From our inbox to our social media, to advertisements, to television, to radio, to billboards, to... to, 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 to. <laughs> no wonder our brains are tired of making choices. That sensory overload, uh, you know, it, things remind me of popular culture. And there was this really, it was a pretty awful movie, but it was it was popular for a while. It was called Borat, 
for uh, oh, and it was that. oh man but in the special features which there were deleted scenes and here's this this Borat character in the supermarket looking across an aisle of like probably 250 300 different types of cheese but only in America, you know, he didn't have that in the in the so-called country that he came from. But he's right. saying, what is this? And the clerk is saying, that's cheese. What's that? That's cheese. What's okay. that? That's cheese. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand optionitis in that in that context. Yeah. Um, if you would, please tell us about your 15 minute clarity sessions. Uh, are those done individually or are they done in group settings? They are done individually. I have never, I loved that question because I have never done them in a group, but they absolutely could be done. Uh, they are, yeah, they're done individually. They are designed uh, to navigate and train your brain to follow a solutions pathway. So I'm, I'm going to tell you how, I'll just, I'll just tell you all of the answers from it. So the first question that it starts with is what is one thing I can help you with now? That is designed because it puts you right here in this moment and makes you figure out what one thing, in a world where there are 4,012 things in the last three minutes that I could get help with, what's one? Pick mm -hmm. one. Right. So you start prioritizing, it starts creating a pattern of prioritization. The second question is, why is that important now? Which reinforces that prioritization. If you're like, oh, well, actually, it's really important for next week. Okay, so what's something we can work on now? Right. And that creates that pathway. And then we leap way forward into the future, past the problem. Let's imagine what if. What if we came up with the perfect thing? And we have all experienced that reality where you come up with one perfect thing and then it snowballs to the next perfect thing, which leads to the next perfect thing, which leads to the next. So let's imagine we did that. We got the one perfect thing and it snowballed. And now we're six months past this problem. What does six months out look like? What does it feel like on the other side? What that creates is your brain went backwards to the problem, it came back to the present onto why, and now it's shot forward to what could be. And then we're gonna follow that question with, so why hasn't it happened now? Which is a pretty hard hitter after you've been visualizing how perfect life could be. You're like, oh, but because we've yo-yoed your brain backwards and the to the present and then back to the forward and then brought it right back, we've activated all of your amygdala, your brain, the center of your brain that does all of the processing of thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It's got its yo-yoed stretched out and it's like, I got the answer. And it's amazing how fast. And then it's usually just a process of reflective listening um, and active listening and reflective answers and then a tool share. Uh, and we map out what's your actionable plan. We make a plan map. We make a plan on what, what can you do. So when the uh, conditions are right, then that part of the brain kind of leaps in and latches onto something that would be like maybe solution oriented. Yeah. It's incredible how fast it happens. Uh, I have a return on investment guarantee for the last five years that says if it takes more than 20 minutes for us to be to go from your roadblock to an actionable step, I'll gift you another 45. But I've done 7,000 of these calls and no one has needed the extra time because y'all are geniuses. Very cool. That's quite a return on investment. Uh if there were one bit of advice you would give to a leader about building a really effective team, what do you think that would be? Mm, find people who disagree with you, mm -hmm. which is a controversial statement. But really, really, if somebody is willing to tell you, and this is my BS, this is my belief system, 
if somebody is willing to disagree with you, if they're willing to tell you how they think you've done things wrong, that's a really high level of respect. They they respect you enough to share their inside opinions out. That's a terrifying thing to do. So if somebody's willing to do that, bring them onto your team, have them challenge you because their perspective and your perspective, when it butts head, creates magic. That's right. And it's, I think that's one of the things that really distinguish a leader. A manager would never allow one of their employees or reports to criticize anything that they do. And that's why, you know, it's said often that people don't quit jobs. They quit bad managers. They quit toxic work environments, but they don't quit jobs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, leaders are the ones who surround themselves with capable people and empower them to do what they do best without the micromanaging. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how time flies how time flies uh and we're getting to that point where we're really running out of time i wish we had two hours to spend here uh what is the best way for our listeners to reach out to you for more information or if they'd like to experience your 15 minute clarity session oh yes absolutely uh go to my website www.taking Cara, C-A-R-A, business.com. You can get right onto my calendar from there. Uh, You can also email me, carajean at takingcareofbusiness.com. I am super accessible also on social media that, you know, if you just Google Cara Jean Wilson, you'll find me. Reach out. I'm ready. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Pleasure, Hank. Thank you. And to our listeners, tune in every Wednesday for the Home Business Success Show here on bizradio.us. Before I go, I want to tell you there are some great resources available to home business entrepreneurs. You are not alone in the wilderness in your home business. The Home Business Success Community has your back. We're an online membership support community of like-minded home business entrepreneurs. Contact me to find out more about that. Just go to bizradio.us, scroll down until you find my show, until you find my picture, and all all the contact information will be there. Remember, you can achieve success, freedom, and independence in your own home business. I've done it, Kara has done it, and you can too. I'll see you again next week. This is Hank Eater wishing all of you a fabulous day of home business success. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.